30 of the Chamber of Chance Knowledge podcast. Well, sadly. Without, without Chamberlain today. He's off dealing with business. Business that requires him. And here we sit in his absence. Here we sit. Yet somehow we will fill the void. We'll, t- we'll, we'll, we'll sally forth. We'll carry on. Mm-hmm. We'll, talk, we'll talk about what's cool on streaming services. For example, my Twitter feed was lit up this week, Alex. Positively mm-hmm. aglow with uh, impressions of the finale of Better Call Saul. Oh, yes. Now, I have never gotten into the Breaking Bad universe. Uh, have you ever... Uh, uh, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. I've, I've watched Breaking Bad all the way through at least four times. Uh, okay. I've watched up to season four of Better Call Saul at least twice. This is season six, part point five of Better Call Saul, and yeah, I think it got a little shaky towards the end, but it's ultimately one of the better things that's ever aired on television. Really? In the fact okay. that it does commit to being a tragedy. Now, if this I were is, to just yeah. pick up the show at, at season six, no, would be okay? absolutely Fuck. not. God damn it! Absolutely not. Because I've heard such good things about it. It's one of the best things that's ever aired on TV. The best adult trauma in a decade. All right. Rhea Shehorn gives a performance. I do need. It's to once in a generation. It's spectacular. It's so grounded and perfect, and just ugh. I'm I'm watching old episodes of Rick and Morty lately because mm-hmm. I, I need something new. And that's the closest I could get, is a Rick and Morty episode so, so old I've kind of forgotten it. I was too hard in the last season. It wasn't as boring as I remembered. Um, It was okay. No, no. Like, every episode was having a lot of fun in its own direction. I just don't feel that it was as sharp as the previous episode. Nowhere near. But apparently there was a death in the crew, and that was really hard. Oh. Yeah. That explains a lot. But also, Dan Harmon was playing every other character. I think they were having pretty serious budget problems, too. But... Yes. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Rick, Rick and Morty should be a fucking cash cow. I, it is. Then, that's just how expensive animation is. And it shouldn't have such such budget constraints. You should be able to hire the right voice workers for the right voice job. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on. I got to pull up my phone because I watched a bunch. And remember how last week was like a fucking awesome weekend of entertainment? Mm-hmm. And this weekend was not. This weekend was a bunch of new stuff that was like, okay. Day, Day Shift on Netflix. James just- Fox. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. It's directed by the f- fight choreographer fight choreographer from John Wick. Mm-hmm. So when action happens, it's fucking awesome. And it starts off so strong. And it's laying, the script is laying the foundations of all this awesome world building that they're doing with the vampires. It starts off with Jamie Foxx, like, clearing out a vampire den all on his own and doing it with, like, all kinds of style and panache. And then he goes home and he takes a shower and he takes this uh, this powder and he rubs it all over himself and makes a sound as if it hurts. And we're like, what the fuck is he doing? Is he like delousing? What is that shit? It's not explained until later on we're introduced to one of those problematic guys from the Oceans movies. Uh, a little skinny white dude who's really, who's really effeminate, but it's not the guy from The Boys. Anyway. Uh, so this guy is thrust together with Jamie Foxx and they have to go out on jobs together. And Jamie Foxx explains that the powder, the, that now that we've killed these vampires in order to protect yourself and your family, you have to go home and take a shower immediately. You got to use this shit. You got to get it all over you because you, you, right now you smell like dead vampires and other vampires are going to come for you. This shit neutralizes it, blocks it out. Just be careful. Don't get it in your asshole. What happens <laughs> if you get it in your asshole? 
man, you don't even want to know. What happens if I get it in my asshole? I'm not even going to fucking tell you. And then later on, I got some of it in my asshole. And that's where it ends. And at that point in the movie, it feels like the script was handed off to someone else to punch it up. But it feels like what that person did was take out the payoff for a bunch of world-building shit that's put together in Act 1. So as a movie, it gets progressively worse from like the oh, no. uh, from like the first third on. Um, the action stays strong throughout, but it just gets kind of stupider the further mm. day shift goes. I was disappointed with it. It made me want to go back and watch Night Teeth from last from last year again, where that guy drives around with some uh, some vampires who are like taking over Los Angeles. Oh, um, yeah. did you ever see uh, was it Daybreak? Daybreaker, the and the one where vampires rule the world, and it's got yes, Sam Neill and. Hawk? Ethan Hawke. I've, and, I've uh, seen Daybreakers like four times. I don't yeah, know why. I'll Willem put on Defoe. Daybreakers and just be entertained for the whole time. I love Daybreakers. I don't it's know good. why. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like V for Vendetta for some reason. You put on, you it's put good, on that dumb movie. fun. Yeah, I'll just watch that the whole way through. That's a good one. Uh, I watched Last Night in Soho. Have you seen that? I then I don't, I don't know. I really did like Baby Driver, and I'm kind of until oh, I enjoyed Baby Driver. I mean, it yeah. definitely had issues. It definitely had issues, but. Um, yeah, I can't really recommend Last Night in Soho either. I, apparently what it's trying to do is show that idealizing or um, um, I kind of living in nostalgia for the past uh, ignores how shitty things really were. But just as a, I don't know, as an entertainment, I, I felt, was left feeling pretty disappointed by that. And it's got a great yeah, cast. That's what everyone was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a shame. Yeah. So, uh, what do you, what do you, okay, what do you got, Alex? Yes. What do we, what do what we do got? I got? What do we, what what do we got? Well, I'm still doing my <laughs> torchlight to, uh, bicycle workout up to like two hours on there. Oh my God. I know. I now, feel healthy. Okay. Feel now, good. there's this thing about guys who skip leg day. Mm-hmm. If you're doing leg day every day, like, are you the guy who skips top day and just has like these awesome cut thighs and... And calves? I don't know. I need to do. I need to do an arm day. I haven't done an arm day. You should do an arm day. Like I, I want. I want to see. I picture you with those Michelle Obama shoulders. <laughs> I want to need that definition. You got to have that definition it's, in the shoulder she has coming great down. Definition. She has great definition. And you don't need to go beyond that. Like I don't no, need a beef. No. I don't need a beefcake, bro. But mm-hmm. I think I'd like you more if you were sexier. I would do. I'm sure my fiance <laughs> would agree. Okay, so you're playing Torchlight. <laughs> I'm playing Torchlight. Okay. Hours pass there. Um, I'm really impressed with how I'm in like the end game of Destiny 2 for one of my characters, and it's not doing what it used to do, which is railroad me to PvE, PvE, uh, what well, is kind of railroading me to PvE, but it's not making me feel like an idiot for missing out on the Crucible, which I hate, because I hate player versus player, because I'm no good in that with a controller, but... With their horde mode, which is uh, called Gambit for some reason, uh, I'm actually pretty good. I'm ranking against PC players with a controller. Oh, so that was so what? The, first of all, I'm going to say that this may be the gateway drug that gets you an actual PvP. It may be, but but I imagine that this is some sort of like uh, multiplayer PVE where you're on a team and you're trying to survive against waves. Yes. Oh, okay. And I'm apparently pretty good at it, and I'm having a good time. And I really love how they don't make you pay. They used to make you pay, like, the in-game equivalent of five bucks to switch out, like, your, you have hundreds of little uh, color palettes you can put on all your weapons and stuff, and it used to make you pay 
the cheap in-game currency every time you want to switch something out. Now it's just free. Oh. And it's wonderful. And I've got a really good look going on. I love it. What's the look? Look is like a navy blue and silver space wizard. <laughs> okay. I need you to sing a jaunty tune for about 10 seconds because I forgot to turn my air conditioner off. Go. We sail the ocean blue. And if the, I can't, that's all of HMS Minotaur I know. Um, uh, so. Anyway. Roll, boys, roll. I don't remember that. What was it? Uh, remember that one from Assassin's Creed? Oh, roll, yeah, I, I'm roll, sorry. Boys, roll. Roll, bo- no. I'm just going to go into Yoho. I, I, I remember uh, Darby Ram. What the hell is Darby Ram? Da, 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 da. Ah, it's, oh, wait. You don't remember Darby Ram. I don't remember Darby. Do, 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 do. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Lie, lie. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I played Puzzle oh, Ram. Went into Darby once on a market day. I saw the finest ram, sir, that ever was fed up on hay. To, see, that's see, a, a minute yeah. ago was the time for this. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had to I had to buffer. I was buffering. I haven't played that game since like twenty sixteen. Okay, so I kept playing Cult of the Lamb. Okay. And I probably got thirteen hours into it, maybe. Oh no. 15. Um, okay, well here's the thing. There were a lot of bugs. Mm. Like there were a lot of freezes uh in the middle of like a run, and if it freezes in the middle of a run, you're back to before you went on the run. Ugh. Um if uh, if you're running along and it freezes while you're in the middle of a day you're back to the start of that day before you did all this shit before you like picked all these, uh, picked all these vegetables and cooked all these meals for your followers and planted all the next vegetables and then watered all the next vegetables and then put poo and all the next vegetables to fertilize them. And then you go on, you do all this other shit in your camp and you go to do something like, uh, you go into the temple to do a ceremony or something and, uh, the effect happens and the game is still animating and everything, but it's just done. Nothing else will happen. You have to close the game. Uh-oh. And you've lost that entire day. you got to do it again. And that's no. frustrating, but, you know, new indie game, okay, okay. Well, why, wait, wait, you mean like a day, like, or like an in-game um, day? Like an in-game day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it auto-saves, you know, periodically. Anyway, but not enough to not make that shit frustrating. It's always frustrating when it freezes, but when it freezes and you lose progress, that's fucking frustrating. Um, and it assigns you quests that you can't complete. And this is like uh, one of your followers will come up to you and say, leader, leader, please marry me. Okay. And you can marry as many followers as you want. The issue is they might get angry at each other and that might cause issues in the camp. But, uh, but you can totally do this. And it like raises the faith of the entire community. Now, if you don't accept the request, the faith of the entire community will be reduced drastically by like 45, which is like okay. most of the meter at this point in the game, I think. It's devastating. You got to do all, you got to spend all this shit to get it back up to a reasonable level. So you accept. Now, if you complete the quest, this particular follower's loyalty to you will increase slightly. If you fail the quest, the the faith of the entire commune drops like that. It's brutal. So you have 15 followers. This one wants to get married. Great. Let's go to the temple. You go into the temple. It says, let's do the marriage ceremony. Great. It pulls up a list of seven followers. But not that guy. <laughs> that guy's not on the list. Uh, what? So, what? so I got so that happened to me, and I was forced to just take the loss on it. I went back the next day, tried again. No, uh, he's not on the list. I, I assigned him just to be praying. No, he's not on the list 
to get married to. Um, and then there's a, every one of these quests has a timer, and eventually the timer ran out. Bam! The entire commune's faith drops. Uh, oh. So that, and then a uh, guy wanted wanted to be um, wanted to be sacrificed. Exact same thing. And with those two, I was like, Nah, man, fuck this. <laughs> I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm done. Like this needs patches. And I'm seeing, I think it's Kotaku talking about um, Cult of the Lamb as a game of the year contender. And I just. Well... Based no 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 and even disregarding doesn't that, sound like it no well, right now it's you know at public alpha but <laughs> or public beta or something like it's early access um, and as you know for indies especially an indie that's on PC and console at launch like okay you're gonna have issues um, but just the design of each component of it as a roguelike, it's pretty shallow and, and unsatisfying. You, it doesn't feel like you make really meaningful choices as you proceed through this thing. It feels like it's about how well you handle the weapons that are thrust upon you. Um, that aspect of it is is dissatisfying compared to any other roguelike I could name. The base building, I can only compare to Don't Starve, and it's boring as shit compared to Don't Starve. It's Oof. busy work. The only thing that is cool is going into your temple and doing these awesome rituals. That is really cool. I always love doing that. Um... But as, as uh, side A of the game, eh, it's got that style. But that's all it's really got going for it. Side B of the game, eh, you've mm-hmm. definitely played better. It's still got that style going for it. That's what you can say for Cult of the Lamb. It's got that style going for it. It did um, look really cute. Yeah, as, as game design, it's not up there with the greats. Um, as a game that I just paid 30 fucking bucks for and was hoping to play... It's a complete disappointment. Thirty bucks. No, I don't know what it was. I don't, uh, on, let me look it up. Pre-order confirmation. Thirty-three forty-nine Canadian. Oh wait, thirty-five sixteen after tax. But that's Canadian, so it'll probably be like you know twenty-five US or something. Or twenty. Hmm. So we played anything beyond uh, Torchlight. Oh yeah, Destiny Two. Ooh, okay. Getting into that, the PV, the PVV, I think is pretty entertaining. Uh, loving the cosmetics. Honestly, it's just it's just good shooting fun. It's good shooting fun. Like they they've just really pared down, like the amount of time you have to spend to get you know those little loot drops. The um. Like, every person you talk to has their own progress bar, and within, like, ten minutes, you can get some decent gear from almost anybody. It's just, it's a good do- it's a good dopamine drip. They're not asking for a lot of money, considering, you know, it's an, the, an M- MMO subscription model. It's actually not that much. So, is there a PS5 version? Yes. It has now been available natively on the PS5 for nearly a month as of 2021-01. Mm-hmm. Cause it is good shooting. It's good shooting. It's it's some rootin' tootin' shooting. It is some rootin' tootin'. Did you uh you played Wet, right? I did not, no. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so Wet was a third person shooter in the Max Payne slash Stranglehold vein. Oh, I'm well aware. Of like bullet time. And Eliza Dushku. Starring Eliza Dushku, and I feel like there was someone else like Ron Perlman in there or something crazy you wouldn't expect. Um and it was, but wet specifically was all about traversal in the environment while doing these awesome slow mo shootings. And unlike Stranglehold, and unlike um, um, 
Max Payne, you didn't really aim in wet. You just dealt with moving around the environment, and then you would hold down a trigger and she would shoot. She would always, like, one gun was always shooting just auto-aim, and the other gun you aimed. And that's how she did everything akimbo. One gun was always auto-aiming. Um, Rollerdrome is, to me, the evolution of wet. Huh. Uh, now, people playing it consider it uh, an offshoot of Tony Hawk. Uh, that's all I've heard in previews, is people comparing it to Tony Hawk. I never played Tony Hawk, so... You know, this movie is just like Minions. <laughs> if Minions was the only movie you saw. Um, Rollerdrome is pure gameplay. It's pure ga- it's pure gameplay and score attack. There's some story that you can kind of dig around in there for. Um, but really what it is, is here's four levels. Uh, you got to progress through them. And to unlock the next uh, section, you have to beat this list of like 12 challenges in every level. Huh. And that's not, you don't have to do a perfect run. You can do one run where you collect all these tokens in the level and then die. And then you can do a run where you kill this certain enemy with this certain weapon and then die. And then eventually you'll have all those things checked. And then you can do a run where you just try to kill everyone without ever being hit or dropping your combo. And I played through it up to the third level. And uh, and did that video that I uploaded this week, which is just the, the one of the first one of the first levels of uh, of Rollerdrome. It's the third. It's the one that I started having problems surviving on. Like it actually made it really hard to pull shit off on this level because the enemies are so aggressive. And so when I got this run of like it was like a twenty four combo, where I start and I run around and I start shooting guys and I never let the combo drop. I just skate around, beating the shit out of these guys, flying up into the air on my roller skates. And then, when you're up there, you hold down the left trigger and time slows down. You can freely move the right analog stick and to look and look around at this point. And then you kind of look in that guy's direction and she's locked onto him. Oh. And, then, and then you mash the trigger. So the aiming is super, super, super forgiving. It's not like you have to aim at this guy. It's like, like you have to look in that direction. Um... The amount of the amount of bullet time available to you is very very generous. Uh, when an enemy attacks you, if you dodge at the last second and then go into slow mo, it's like super ultra slow mo, and every bullet you fire does double damage. Uh, it's really forgiving in terms of allowing you a lot of tools to deal with shit, and uh, and let let your offense kind of happen intuitively instead of skill based. What is skill based is the movement. Um, it controls very weird. It controls like I imagine a fucking Tony Hawk game must control because you don't push the analog stick in that direction to move in that direction. You push forward and then she's going forward and she'll go forward at this top speed. That's it. Like you just push forward and she's off. You can ease off the analog stick at this point. She will continue going forward at this speed. Then to turn, uh, to turn left, you have to push the analog stick left, and she will, like, swing to the side. She controls a little like a tank or like a car. So you can get into situations where the camera is pointed this way, and you think you want her to turn right, and so you jam the analog stick right, and instead she turns the completely opposite direction. It takes some getting used to. But once you're used to it, hmm. you can pull off shit like that video I uploaded. And it is it is just uh, it's just challenge and gameplay. It is a very arcadey experience. Uh, well, challenge gameplay and style. 
and I really, really like it, but it's it's something that I felt the need to, like, mm, you know what I could go for? I could go for a little taste of Rollerdrome, and then just pop into Rollerdrome for, like, a half hour, and then, and then want to go do something else. But I do end up wanting to go do something else, but it keeps on creeping in. I would like to play a little bit of Rollerdrome. Uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. I'm definitely enjoying it way more than Cult of the Lamb. It is way more polished. Uh, let's see how much that costs. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Click. Thank you for your purchase. 27 Canadian. Oof. Um, so yeah, less than Cult of the Lamb. And way more polished. Uh, just a very, very finely refined gameplay experience from Masters of Pure Gameplay, Roll7, who do the Ollie Ollie series. This is this is a wonderful departure from them. I want I want a sequel to this. I want to see them continuing to stretch, while maintaining their really good action, uh, action, uh, bona fides. I was right about Rollerdrome. It's not as great as I had hoped, but I like I'm not like obsessed with it. I don't love it, but I really like it. It's definitely going to be. You like it better than Ollie Ollie. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes, I love tooting around in this more than I enjoy running Ollie Ollie. Now, Who doesn't? Everyone loves a good toot. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, it's perfectly natural. Well, it, for me, I've always been. I've said a million times, a game with fun traversal is big for me. Yeah, and, and I have been poking poking around miles. Still, I don't want to finish it just yet. I want to want to keep it a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I because the disappointment of Miles ending is really disappointing. Oh, is it? Is it bad? No, no. What's bad about Miles ending is that if you've played Spider Man, you know that they could do a game that was three times longer than this and make yeah. it make it just as. But the ending of Miles is like, like I totally welled up at the ending of Miles Morales. I fucking loved that ending. It was spectacular. It was a great ending. It was a great story, well told. I just wanted more of it. I just wanted way more of it. And that's the disappointment of Miles Morales. It's like, this is a delicious pizza. May I have some more? No. We're working on Spider-Man too. It's got venom in it. Well, that sounds cool. <laughs> I'd really like a second slice of Miles. Yeah, okay. You'll get more Miles later. See, so yeah, that's Roller Drone. Mm-hmm. Um... I kept on turning on Red Dead Redemption 2 and then turning it off. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of how my relationship ended with it, too. Well, no, I keep on thinking that I want to do it. I want to do something just really chill, because Roller Drum demands something of the player. Overwatch really demands something of the player. Red Dead Redemption 2 just asks you to sit there. Yeah, you want to go fishing? Yeah, exactly. Some fish. Exactly. I really enjoyed the fishing in Red Dead 2. I absolutely enjoyed it more than the fishing in fucking Cult of the Lamb. It's a really weird system in that game. Um... Man, I can't believe I'm just going to be shitting on Cult of the Lamb for the rest of the year. That sucks. <laughs> I, I was, mean... I was hyped for Cult of the Lamb. Very. The reaction they get on this podcast is, I'm afraid, the reaction they deserve. I mean, we won't know until more of us play it, but... Well, I by, wasn't the time a... you, by the time you play it, it'll be patched. I mean, not even that, but like what I've seen doesn't seem that good. Like, you, you come for Hades, you better do better than 8.5. It's not. It's nowhere near Hades. Ugh. It's a, it's, like, it's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it, like if, if Hades is Bruce Springsteen, this game is performing at a local mall. Oh, no. Like, that's the difference between this and Hades. <laughs> if, if Don't Starve is a loud singer, performing at a local mall. Oh, boy. <laughs> what else was there? 
Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I played Ghostwire Tokyo. And I'm really sorry Chandler was not around for this one because he actually played it. I think he beat it. I made it about two hours into Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, and then what happened? It's meh. It's meh. But it's so pretty, and look at the cats. It's not that pretty. It's really not. Um, and I'm playing like a PS5 game. This is a PS. This is the PS5. But that said, it's n- it's a rare Japanese game that really nails AAA visuals. Mm, yeah. And this is. I'm pretty sure this is from. It's either from the studio or one of the creators of the. Uh, remember Shinji Mikami's last third-person shooter horror game. Evil no. Within. Evil oh, within. either within. T- yeah. It wasn't even within two, but yeah, evil within. No, no, no. That was evil within two. Is I consider part of evil within. Um, no, I don't think he directed it though. Thought I heard that right. Well, whatever. Same studio. Yeah. So, like, they can do those games looked pretty close to AAA at the time. This game really doesn't. Oh. Yeah. Not to me anyway. Um, beyond that, the the combat I found pretty rote and boring. It's stylish as fuck. Like you're shooting like spirit shit at at uh, at traditional Japanese ghost designs, which that alone is fucking awesome. And then when uh, when you deal enough damage to one, it like falls back and it's like glowing hard is all exposed. And you can hold down L two and you will like lash out with this uh, with this glowing thread that grips the heart. And then you pull it and then you pull it tight and the heart shatters and you get extra XP for doing that. Hmm. It's fucking cool. And you can like upgrade your skill tree so if you're close enough, you can just grab the heart and rip it out. Because part of the problem is when you're doing the thread thing, it takes a second and enemies can hit you out of it. And if you grab the heart, they can't. Um, and that's about as excited as I can get for Ghostwire Tokyo. That aspect of it, that's cool. That's cool. It's not much fun, but it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to look at. Uh, yeah, a fairly disappointing week of entertainment all around. Roller drum accepted. Um, oh, I finished Sandman. Oh, and it's okay. It is okay. Neil Gaiman still can't write a climax to save his life, but there are some really good scenes. No, I didn't mind that ending at all. Oh no, the it, ending it, was fine. It, it, it's it, just it, it, that it comes it comes to a it comes to an end with this little arc. But like, okay, spoilers. Gwendolyn Christie is Satan. Ooh, yeah, damn. she was really good. That was fucking their their dream game fight was fantastic. That was amazing. It was one and it was one of those sequences where this is why they said it was unfilmable. But oh my god, like every like, do you agree that every episode of Sandman does manage to go to some like really good emotional place by the end? Pretty much every episode of that show, I thought. Oh yeah, and that pumpkin guy that you said the CG was shitty on? That's Mark Hamill. Yeah, I, not bad CG, but it's just well, it's like not you, great CG. I, the only reason why you would have no, they they immediately they half his frame rate, and they try to make it look like a stop motion thing, but he just like I didn't even notice that. And I, it, shit like that bothers oh, me. Jeez, I didn't notice it. Like if you can't afford the pumpkin guy. That was okay. That wasn't even what really bothered me. What bothered me was like you have a CGI pumpkin guy played by Mark Hamill, and there's no introduction to him. He's just bam. He's just there to seeing, reacting to exposition. And, no, no, no. He comes in with news. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like one of these guys hanging around. Like there was no introduction to Cain and Abel, but you figured it out. That's it was true. Great. But they had. Yeah, but they had their own little third of an episode. Yeah. There's no real story with Pumpkinhead guy. That's true, but maybe that'll come up in the future. And this Constantine, it, this Constantine yeah, lady, good. yeah, man, 
Give her her own series. I'd love to watch. Of uh, the the woman that slept to death, her makeup was amazing. Oh yeah, it was crazy. God, there's so many good stories in that show. Yeah, there's really good arcs. Episode six was incredible. Was the the one with death. Mm-hmm. The and one with like, death yeah, was know, incredible. He, the know. one in the diner. What the fuck? Oh my god. Yes. yes. No, the diner episode was the yes. the fucking best. Oh, and the lady gets so sad about her riding, she just burns it and burns her own hands. Oh, fuck. it's so crazy. That show was crazy. My fiance had to leave the room. Yeah. I was like, I hate this dumb show. Oh, I love that dumb show. I love that, that dumb show. show. Was fucking awesome. David Thewlis just chewing the scenery, having a blast. Is, is that the guy doing uh, doing Sandman? Hmm? Who Who is David Thewlis? No, David Thewlis is um, John D. John D. The, oh, the guy, the the guy, guy with, with Ruby. The, okay. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I believe Tom Sturridge is the Sandman. That must have oh been... fuck! Um, um, the little kid. He was really good. Which little kid? Uh, the one of a Sandman. The little kid that he got eaten by the rats. Jesus, I don't. He was being held captive in the basement. I blocked it out. I don't wow. remember this, and I watched it like a week ago. Don't remember it. Whatever, <laughs> it could have been late. I watched that. I I, I binge that that show pretty good, so I was probably up really late watching it. Uh, do I have anything else? And as someone who has a pet bird, animation on the crow, pretty, Raven, pretty damn good. Voiced by Patton Oswalt. Oswalt, yeah. What, what an, Everybody loves Raven. That's the thing. <laughs> and you know that as a geek, he's thrilled to do it. Oh, yeah, no. He was like, oh, they mean it's for Sandman? I will do it for free. <laughs> so that's cool. So does that mean it's time for headlines, Alex? I think it is time for headlines. Headlines. Returning to entertainment news. <clears throat> Disney Plus's Daredevil, Born Again, will feature The Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Good. So they're, they're, they're making uh, Daredevil like their, their TV Avengers. I can, di- I can dig that. Because, uh, like, there wasn't... Uh, it, it, was, it was a good cast. They do was, not need to recast it. it. Uh, now, I don't usually follow pop culture for shit, but this tickled my pickle. Uh, Taylor Lautner hmm. revealed this week that his fiance Taylor yeah. Dome, will take his name, and they will both be known... As Taylor's Lautner. Now, I, That's I think kind of it is. Like, I don't mind it at all. Not only that, but it forces people to refer to you as Mr. Taylor Lautner or Mrs. Taylor Lautner for the rest of your life. A party for Taylor's Lautner? <laughs> I love that. The plural of Taylor Lautner. <laughs> okay. I enjoy it. That dude needs a win. Um, why? Because he's such a good actor? Like, what did he do? No, 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 no. Like, he just kind of stepped away oh. from being, like, the matinee idol. And he always seemed like a nice enough guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know enough about the fellow, I'll admit. That's just kind of it. He was just kind of like a a jock that fell backwards into acting and got, like, a role in Twilight and seemed to have a good time, but, like, didn't really want to pursue acting after, like, he had, like, one vehicle. He was, like, a spy or something that was terrible, and he just stopped after that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, he he had an audience of you know, yeah, he did you know, of Twilight fans who really wanted to see another thing with him. Just not enough of them, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Disney <laughs> set up a hashtag She-Hulk Tinder profile to promote the series. Jesus. Now I wasn't going to watch She-Hulk, Alex, and then I learned mm. that the creator of the She-Hulk show, the writer who pitched the series to Marvel and is showrunning it, is Jessica Gao. Writer of mm-hmm. the Pickle Rick episode. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. And she's done a lot of other shit. So that alone made me go and watch the first episode today. And I was not very impressed. Yeah. Um, I've heard that as well. Yeah, there's, there's, it's nice to hang out with Bruce Banner, uh, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner more. Uh, I think the actor they have um, as the lead is really good. Like, she, she seems to be strong. Oh, she's incredible. She seems to be quite strong. Um, But. None of the action felt great to me. The design of her of her Hulk, her Hulk form versus Mark Ruffalo's Hulk form looks like two different species. Or better yet, it looks like it looks like um, it looks like a feminist pointing out sexism in World of Warcraft design. You know how every male in World of Warcraft has a vastly different form, but a female right. looks like a Coke bottle, basically. Uh, they all look yeah. like Jessica Rabbit. And and so does she. She's just this hugely tall, busty uh, woman. Like, it's... There's nothing really hulkish about her. Um, what is cool, there was one thing that stood out to me, and some people pointed it out, um, was there's a line where... He talks about how you have to control your anger, says Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah And yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm a woman. Here's all the stuff I have to deal with and not get angry at, or else people might kill me. Um, and that, yeah, that was a great line. That was a cool line to have in the show. But it doesn't feel, right now, it doesn't feel like it's going fucking anywhere. Because at the beginning of the show, she's about to do some lawyer shit. And then she turns to the camera like, um, like Fleabag. And explains that, yes, this is a lawyer show. And you're probably weirded out by that Hulk line that was just said. So in order to explain that, I'm going to have to go back to six weeks ago when all this crazy shit happened. And the way she gets Hulk in her is fucking stupid. (laughs) It's totally stupid. Um, And then it goes on with, like, CGI Hulk action for, like, the next 45 minutes. And then it puts us back in the courtroom where a supervillain busts in and she is obliged to Hulk out. And deal with the supervillain, and that's the that's the lawyer action, and then the show ends. And it's like I really do, still don't know what the fuck this show is about beyond the character. So I think they this would have been better served if they start if they started off with two episodes. Give <laughs> me a taste of what the of where this is going because this wasn't it. This really wasn't it for me at least. I will watch a second episode, but I watched the second episode of Miss Marvel too, and then I left it. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> Ezra Miller wants to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. So this oh fuck this that is, this dude should be in at least jail. Yeah, they are definitely going. I didn't know Ezra Miller was a they. We've been referring to Ezra Miller as a he on the podcast. Okay, he also has his own cult. Apparently, yes, they also have their own cult, and. Um, so last week we were discussing that apparently Warner Brothers is currently considering three options. One, Ezra goes and apologizes and does like a, you know, steps away from publicity. Uh, two, they do straight to uh, streaming. Three, they just pull it. And they have decided on option A. Because that, that mm-hmm. statement... <clears throat> I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary... No one said that. A publicist wrote that, and Ezra Ezra Miller signed it. Um, So this, to me, says the studios caught up with him somewhere and said, do you want to get paid for this? And he's like, of course, I did the movie. you got to pay him. And they're like, no. Here's the contract. No, we don't. Here's the contract. 
you you have breached it here and here and here and here and here and if you want this you're gonna sign this and you're gonna disappear into a self-help uh, uh, you know hospital or some shit that's what this is <sighs> Abby Jacobson and Darcy Carden are in that Amazon League of Their Own series I haven't heard bad things I have yeah, I haven't heard bad things either. Uh, but just seeing that Abby Jacobson has like a live action role in like a comedy right, like right. this, I'm like, hmm, I kind of want to go watch this. And Darcy Carton is, you know, reliable. So I kind of want to check that out. South Park premiered on August 13th, 1997, 25 years ago. It's been a minute. We are old. Jamie Foxx is, yes, Fox is going to do a live action Spawn movie. Okay. You know what the action uh, like he mean, can he can sell action. I don't think he's as good at action as um, who was the guy who was in the cut scene from Kill Bill, the guy who was in the original Spawn or the the last live action Spawn movie, Michael Jai White. Uh, Michael, Michael Jai, Jai White. White. Michael Jai White is like a martial artist, and he fucking sells that shit. Um, he really does. Yeah, and I don't like. What is he too fucking old to go back and do it again or something? There's no way he's younger than Jamie Fox. I think if Jamie Fox is producing this, he should do the good thing, give it back to Michael Jai White. I, mean, Jamie, I don't think he's. Well, no. Do plus, that. he's a fucking Oscar winner. Like Oscar winner Jamie Fox yeah. plays Spawn. You know? Yeah, I'd see that. <laughs> Sony is reportedly on board for the Ghost of Tsushima movie to have an all Japanese language movie with a Japanese cast. Who's gonna play? Okay. But who's gonna play the Mongols? You can't have Japanese people playing Mongols, can you? I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure Mongolians might have something to exactly. say about that. But well, I wonder. Um, either way, like, well, the thing is, I did. I didn't play. I don't think any of us played Ghost of Tsushima with the Japanese subs, and you would have hated it just because the limp sync was off in the original release. Did you play it in English? I played in English. So did I. So it wouldn't be distressing to me to see Ghost of Tsushima, a movie for Ghost of Tsushima in English. Um, that said, if they're excited about it, I'm excited about it. And maybe this. They, hey, I want to watch Prey in Comanche. I think that actually would be really yeah, fun. Yeah, but the lip sync. I would write. No, the, there's a whole Comanche cut of Prey. No, there's an audio track. Oh. Yeah, there's no Comanche cut. I, th- I thought I read that they had, they reacted the scenes in Comanche. Or maybe the actors are doing the lines, but I would be... It's ADR. Yeah, it's, it's a different audio track. In Overwatch news, oh. I got a quintuple kill with a pulse bomb. It was it was pretty cool. We were attacking on um, Icon... Oh, it's a dub. Yeah. Iconwald, told you. We were attacking on Iconwald, yeah. and we were up at the last point where they're like inside the castle. And I had just like jumped in. I had fired my guns into like the D.Va tank. Uh, got nothing, been hit by a Junkrat's pulse ball or Junkrat's uh, uh, nade or something like that, and immediately recalled out and ran away. So I, I am low on resources. I don't have my recall. I'm two blinks down. And I hear my, my Zarya go, fire! Uh! So, <laughs> so she launched her grav um, and then got stunned. So I turn around, immediately blink back out into the main hallway where all the enemies are, and I am hit by a Junkrat's Riptide, or a Junkrat's uh, Concussion Mine. This launches me high up into the air, above 
five of the enemy team inside the, the Zarya's grav. So from directly above, I drop it directly into the middle of the grab. It doesn't stick anyone, but it is dead fucking center. A second and a half earlier, our diva launched her ult towards the Zarya's grav. My pulse bomb goes off. It immediately vaporizes all four of the non-tanks on the enemy team and does a great deal of damage to, I think, the Reinhardt. Then the diva's bomb goes off and immediately kills the other two tanks. Bam, team kill. Play the game. It was fucking amazing. And that's my Overwatch story for the week. No news, I'm afraid. It was a nice Thank one. You. I'm glad to kill four people at once. Yeah, me too. Um, oh yeah, there was also one I uploaded on YouTube last night. It's like tw- it's like 15 seconds long. Um, I'm playing a little bit of Brigitte. Because I'm trying to expand my support roster. Brigitte. Brigitte. And I'm trying to expand my, my support roster. And I don't remember what they had that made me go Brig. I think it might have been a Doom that was beating the shit out of me or something. Um, but I'm, I'm just walking up to rejoin my team and I see the Reaper coming in and earlier this game, I was telling Chris that like, there was a moment where the enemy Reinhardt comes out and I go, this Reinhardt's about to shatter us two seconds later. I'm a down. And I'm like, you know what? Mm. I really appreciate that after enough experience with this game, I can just tell by the way a guy is walking, (laughs) he's about to try to use his ult. (laughs) And so later in the game, I'm walking up to my team as Brigitte. And uh, and the enemy Reaper is coming in. And I say, Reaper, coming to main. Oh, this guy's totally about to ult. Die! And then, bam, I just hit him with Brigitte Shield Bash, which just cancels his ult immediately. And he used his Wraith to get in. So now he's got nowhere to go, and we all just killed him. And then I wave, hi, <laughs> as he goes. And my brother says, hi. my brother says, isn't that great? Isn't that the best thing when you do that? I go, it really is. <laughs> and that was totally worth uploading to YouTube. In other video game news... <clears throat> There's going to be a Marvel and Disney Games Showcase on September 9th. We will not see more of Midnight Suns. We will not. And uh, where was it down here? We will not hear about uh, an open world Iron Man game from Avalanche, the Just Cause studio. Apparently they were working on it and the studio founder said you would have been able to take off and fly anywhere and punch enemies through walls, but Marvel just canceled it. I guess... Too expensive, maybe. Maybe, like, I, maybe they don't understand what it takes to make a good video game, but it's a lot of money, Marvel. A lot of money. And you've got it, but you got to be prepared to pay a lot of money and spend a lot of years. Time, money, and animal sacrifice. No, just, just a little animal sacrifice. Like squirrels, rabbits. If you want to cut down on cr- crunch, at least a goat. Like light atrocities, nothing federal. Uh, Elden Ring has sold over 16.6 million copies. That is Call of Duty numbers. That's uh, hot diggity damn. That's uh, Rockstar numbers. It's fucking incredible. Uh, wait a minute. What was that number last week about Red Dead? Was Red Dead 15 or 25? It was like 45 to... No, that's... Um, that's uh, hang on. Let me go back to headlines. Click. Let me go down to last week. Headlines. Click. Uh, redemption. There was new headlines. Oh yeah, here it is. What? Yeah, what Red Dead Redemption Two is forty-five million. You're right. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. I thought that was the Grand Theft Auto Five number. The Grand Theft Auto Five mm-hmm. number is one hundred and seventy million units. Oh, just a. Uh, just a few. Ooh, that's rough. Okay, so uh, Elden Ring has not quite sold <laughs> Rockstar numbers, but no, 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 but no, still no, 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 no. 
Um, Bethesda has altered their Gamescom plans and will no longer show new Starfield gameplay. They'll show a replay of what was already shown at that Xbox event. This is making me less worried about that game, yeah. and I'm so worried about that game. Yeah. 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 I'm not getting Series X for that. Uh, Elsewhere, X- Xbox exclusive High on Life has been delayed, but only to December 13th, 2022. Odd. Yeah, but I, that, that was one of those Xbox Indies to keep an eye on. Uh, a Diablo 2 player has completed a run on Hell difficulty using only abilities that trigger when, when his sorcerer is attacked. It was a theoretical build that uh, no, one, huh. no, no one was sure could be done until this guy did it. And he, apparently he built a Smurf character um, and gave him all the gear. But it's a sorcerer, so you have really low HP. And your whole build is built around, like, you can't you can't lay traps, you can't do anything like that. It has to be something that happens as a result of an enemy attacking you. So it's only shit that procs on attack, or has a chance to proc on attack. Um, Them's Fightin' Herds comes to consoles on October 18th. All consoles, 20 bucks. I, I love that title. Right? And if you watch, if you've seen gameplay of Them's Fightin' Herds, it's no. quite impressive. Like visually, it looks really, really good, and apparently, it's is is it one of those things where like you make a thousand things fight each no, other? No, it's uh, it's a two D hand drawn fighter with ponies, like mm. the My Little Pony style. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's okay. fighting birds. It's it's actually kind of cool, I, and it's a decent fighter. That's like, people cute. actually play it competitively with the PC version. So that's really cool that it's coming to consoles. I think it will find an audience there. Uh, Hmm. Last night, Dead Island 2 leaked on Amazon with a release date. Yeah, how about that? Third, How about that? It's, it's a shame about Jaeger, but I did want to play that Who game. Who the fuck is developing this one now? Who do they give it to? I don't know. I don't think they said I it. have no idea. Uh, another Amazon leak this week suggests that a follow-up to Tales of the Borderlands will be out this October with new protagonists. Okay. Chamberlain would be thrilled. I am actually thrilled. Well, again, this is people using the like, telltale. It depends machine. on the writing yeah. quality. It's a whole new yeah. crew. Who I knows? Wait for reviews. Uh, yeah, me too. Embracer Group has purchased Limited Run Games. They also... So, first of all, Limited Run Games. That's fucking weird. Limited Run Games was an indie company that started to make deals with indie developers to do little short-run publications or publishings of their games. So they would do like 5,000 Galaxy physical copies or something like that. Oh. And so, but collectors snapped them up. People have collections of every limited run release or shit like that. Um, I have a couple limited run games just because, you know, Darkest Dungeon, a physical copy for Switch. Cool. Um, but it's weird to see Embracer Group buy them. Like... I don't know what Embracer Group is getting out of that. Embracer has been buying developers and licenses. Um, so I don't know what they're getting from a really small publisher. Uh, they also bought Middle Earth Enterprises, basically giving them the rights to do Lord of the Rings anything that's not a streaming TV show, which Amazon has the rights to. And that, that seems pretty comprehensive. It's everything. It's video games, board games, movies, merchandising, theme parks, fucking everything that's not the serialized TV. I think Amazon only has the rights to do it if they do over 10 episodes. And other people can do it if they do under 10 episodes. Uh, da-da. Marvel has created an open world... Oh, yeah, we already did that. Uh, Techland teased Dying Light 2 DLC Bloody Ties this week and said it will get a full reveal on August 23rd at Gamescom. I, I cannot be fucked. Yeah. There's a part of me that was playing um, Ghostwire Tokyo 
running around as you know a fairly open world doing shit, it really made me want to go back and play Dying Light. I'm sure it did, but you, I would, I would, I would resist I liked, it. No, I liked Dying Light too. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I thought it got too far away from the melee. It really did. Uh, Gotham Knights has gone gold and will actually make its release date in October. Did you see that Red Hood gameplay this week? I did not. I didn't see the video, but I, I don't know why YouTube suggested it to me, but I clicked on a video that was this guy really going into how disappointing the Red Hood gameplay that they released was. And talks about how kind of slow and clunky and boring the footage that they showed is. And I really do agree with them. They the, the gameplay that was shown did not do a good job of making me want to play that I, game at all. I, I really did could go either way with this guy. Yeah, I I, I think that game's going to flop. I, me too. I think they tried to destinify something that shouldn't have been and they're going to regret it. I think it, no, I think it's... How do I put this? I think it's something that's kind of thin that will be spread very wide. Like, yeah, I've got these four different protagonists that seem to play very differently from each other, and as a result, I don't think that any of them can will be interesting enough to carry a campaign on their own. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it feels like it'll be something boring, but a lot of it is what I see from. from yeah, so Marvel again. Cool. Uh, I didn't even play that shit. Uh, a report from Kotaku this week details years of sexual harassment within Nintendo of America's testing division. What? In a video game company? What? Know, but, uh, the devil you say. Well, like, a, uh, there were a bunch of accounts of people who, like, reported shit and then just lost their jobs. Um, so it's, yeah. Like, it sounds like one of these, it could be one of these situations, and here I am apologizing for Nintendo, they don't need me to defend them, but... Uh, it could be one of these situations where the company that does the testing for them doesn't want to have to report to Nintendo that these events occurred. So the, com- so the company be. itself, like maybe it's fairly separate from Nintendo. I know it's separate from their um, from their mandate and the way they publicly say they do business. So it's nice to think that perhaps no one at Nintendo actually knew what the fuck was going on. But pretty bad. Uh, they should they should sue and win money for this hmm. shit. I'm sure corrective action will be taken, and that's why I still appreciate Kotaku. Because now, some yeah, corrective I'd... action will be taken. Well, one would hope. Uh, Evil West has been delayed until November 22nd. Keep on delaying it; it won't matter. No, it looks kind of dumb. Uh, THQ Nordic teased a new South Park game in development. We'll see. We will see. But it was kind of crazy that South Park went from Obsidian, which did a great job with it, to Ubisoft, which basically used the exact same formula and did a great job with it. So it's entirely possible that whoever whoever Nordic has tapped to do this, as long as they're getting the same access to those creators as those previous games did, it could just be another good game. It could, it could be. be. I mean, uh, it's not write it off completely. No, but... Worst case scenario, it's going to be written by Matt and Trey, probably. But um, for a Western video game franchise to just go through different developers like that for three different games, it's unheard of. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's fucking insane. The other studio that does that is Call of Duty. From what I've heard from Obsidian, they can be very hard to work with. Really? Because they're constantly changing the lines after they've been animated, and it's just like, this isn't the show, guys. What the fuck? That's four months of work you just flush down the toilet. Yeah, but I, 
I like to think that uh, uh, the fractured but whole, uh, hopefully uh, the South Park guys were kind of tempered by that experience with Obsidian and knew what was expected of them for a video game. Maybe. If that were the case, I think they would have made this like two or three years ago. Fractured but whole came up pretty smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) But a long time ago. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has been pushed to February 10th, 2023. I hate that game. We were not going to forget, guys. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going nice to get the game. But every time I see a screenshot of that game, I'm like, oh god, it looks so good. The screenshot, it does the screenshots look, good. look fucking awesome. You see it in action, it looks boring as fuck. But the idea of walking around Hogsmeade in like you know 4K, that's cool, man. It's tempting. It, it's very tempting. Yeah, the, the, my inner child is tempted by it, and the adult in me says no. And that's it. That's now. What else you got? Uh, my brother wants to play some Overwatch. I could definitely use more Destiny too. Shooting guys in the head is fun. Shooting guys in the head and like they explode into fire because of like a hand cannon you have that is charged and the souls of your enemies. No, it's fun. Really? That's really? fun. Oh yeah, you, you you kill kill an enemy with a headshot and you reload. You reload quicker because you killed him with a headshot and then the next six rounds. Do like fifty percent more headshots in Destiny were already super satisfying to begin with, mm-hmm. like uniquely satisfying among first-person shooters earlier. Yeah, and now it, it makes literally makes you stronger. <laughs> it makes them explode. You're making a sound argument. That's the Ace of Spades. It's it's Nathan Fillion's gun. It has a Firefly perk. <laughs> What's the Firefly perk? It makes it makes enemies explode when you kill them with okay. a headshot. Okay. Well, in that case. Alex, thanks very much for hanging this week. Oh, oh, my pleasure. Chamberlain will return next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum.